0: Do you believe you have an immortal soul? Would it shock you to know the Bible never uses the term immortal soul? In fact, the words immortal and immortality are used only six times in the Bible. And in every case, the word refers either to God or to humans seeking immortality or putting on immortality. Why would the Bible speak of humans seeking immortality or hoping to someday put on immortality if we're already immortal. And what about the Bible's clear statement in 1 Timothy six, verse 16, that God alone has immortality? The Bible even says the soul who sins shall die. How can an immortal soul die? Furthermore, did you know that the Bible's first few uses of the word often translated soul in English are actually referring to animals? In other words, Nothing in the Bible even hints that we humans possess an immortal soul. So where did this common idea come from and why? The answer is surprising and vital for you to know, because it will change everything you may believe about your life and life after death. Do we have an immortal soul? What happens after you die? Does your body die and your soul live on? Most Christians believe that when a person dies, his or her soul goes up to God to be judged and then spend eternity in heaven or hell. Or they believe that a person's soul is eventually reunited with his or her physical body at the resurrection to live on forever. Some non-Christians believe the soul is reincarnated, that it enters into another human or an animal as it's being born, or a plant as it's sprouting. The Bible clearly shows that there is life after death. But what many Christians have been taught about the soul does not come from the Bible. It crept into Christianity from pagan sources, ancient Greek concepts, And some of those ideas were around even earlier in the religions of ancient Egypt. Most Christian beliefs, including beliefs about heaven and hell, sprang from the idea that humans possessed souls that were immortal, that could not die. Over 400 years before Jesus, the ancient Greek historian Herodotus wrote, the Egyptians were the first who maintained that the human soul is immortal. And over 300 years before Jesus, Plato popularized the concept of the immortal soul throughout the Greek world. Plato wrote about Socrates, arguing that when death comes to a man, his mortal part, it seems, dies, but the immortal part goes away unharmed and undestroyed. And he also wrote that the soul is immortal and imperishable. In other words, the body dies, but the soul lives on. Plato and other Greek philosophers had tremendous influence on early church theologians. Some like Origen and Augustine were influenced by Greek philosophy and began to adopt the idea of the immortal soul into their writings and teachings. This is how the concept came into Christianity. It did not come from the Bible. So let's take a look at what the Bible actually says and does not say about the soul. It may be quite shocking to you. In the Old Testament, the Hebrew word most often translated as soul is nefesh. The first time it's used in the Bible, it's in reference to animals. In Genesis chapter 1 and verse 20, God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. Creatures is nefesh. In verses 21 and 24, the word Nephesh is used to refer to all animals, yet few would say animals have immortal souls. And the Hebrew word does not even imply that. In fact, the primary meaning of Nephesh is creature, typically a living creature. It's often translated as life, sometimes as person and body. There are even a few occasions where nephesh is used to refer to dead creatures. Referring to some who touched the dead bodies in Numbers 9 verse 6, it says, Now there were certain men who were defiled by a human corpse. The word translated corpse is nephesh. The nephesh, the soul, in this case, was dead. So, obviously, nephesh is not something immortal. Nephesh is the word used in Genesis 2, verse 7, where God created man from the dust of the ground and says that man became a living being. The King James Version says that man became a living soul. The Bible actually tells us that the soul can die. God inspired the prophet Ezekiel to write in Ezekiel 18, verse 4, behold, all souls are mine. The souls of the father as well as the soul of the son is mine. The soul who sins shall die. The soul who sins shall die is repeated in verse 20. Again, soul is the Hebrew word nephesh. so your soul can and will die. Some may say that Ezekiel means it dies metaphorically, but looking at the context, it's not speaking metaphorically. It's speaking literally. Ezekiel writes that a person who is obedient to God will live literally, not metaphorically. The soul that sins shall die literally. So the soul is not immortal. And actually, most biblical scholars agree that the idea of the immortal soul is not taught in the Old Testament. What about the New Testament? Is there any indication there that we have an immortal soul? In one of the few places where the word immortality is used in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we read, So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. In other words, we mortals do not already have immortality. It is something we have to put on. Notice what the Apostle Paul writes in Romans 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, In Christ Jesus, our Lord. According to Paul, we don't already have eternal life. We don't have an immortal soul. Immortality is something God has to give us. Notice also that Paul taught the same thing that Ezekiel did. Ezekiel says, the soul who sins shall die. And Paul says, the wages of sin is death. Jesus taught the same thing. Perhaps the most well-known verse in the Bible is John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus is saying that we need to believe in him to be given everlasting life. When he says, whoever believes in him should not perish, He's implying that ultimately, whoever refuses to believe in him will perish, die, and cease to exist. The Bible is consistent. The soul can and will die. It is not immortal. In fact, it's accurate to say that you don't have a soul, you are a soul. We are all living beings who can die. If we don't have an immortal soul, what happens when we die? According to the Bible, we simply rest in an unconscious state until the resurrection. The dead have no knowledge of the passing of time or anything that happens until they are called forth from their graves. In Ecclesiastes 9 and verse 5, it says, The living know they will die but the dead know nothing. The dead know nothing. It goes on to say in verse 10, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. In several places in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul compares death to the unconscious state of sleep. In 1 Thessalonians 4 in verse 13, he writes, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. He compares death with sleeping. He doesn't indicate that they are in heaven or hell, just that they sleep. In verse 16, referring to a future end-time event, he writes, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. There will be a resurrection of the dead when Jesus returns to set up his kingdom on earth. The dead do not live again until the resurrection. In 1 Corinthians 15, referring again to death, he writes... We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. He's explaining to fellow Christians that believers who are alive and those who sleep will be changed after Jesus returns. They will be given immortality then. Paul often compares death to sleep. He clearly shows that the dead will live again only when they are resurrected. Jesus taught the same thing. Referring to the death of Lazarus in John chapter 11, verse 11, he says, Our friend Lazarus sleeps. Verse 14 says, Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Jesus compares death to sleep. Also in Matthew 9, verse 24, he says a girl is sleeping when she's actually Dead. The idea is that death is an unconscious state similar to sleep. Jesus was able to awaken or resurrect Lazarus and the girl from that sleep of death. Peter taught the same thing that the dead are unconscious and in the grave awaiting the resurrection. In his famous Pentecost sermon in Acts chapter 2, verse 27, Peter quotes Psalm 16, verse 10, where David wrote, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. Peter then explained that this was actually a prophecy of Jesus' resurrection. It's not referring to David. He says in verse 29, men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day." Peter's point is that the prophecy in Psalm 16 must refer to Jesus, because David is dead. Notice verse 34. Peter states, For David did not ascend into the heavens. Peter expressly states that David wasn't alive in heaven. Rather, he was dead, buried, and still in the grave. The Bible speaks consistently of the dead as sleeping, unaware of anything, awaiting the resurrection from the dead. Job asks in Job chapter 14, in verse 14, If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my hard service I will wait till my change comes. You shall call, and I will answer you. You shall desire the work of your hands. Job would wait even in the grave until the time of his change when God would call him forth from the grave. Notice how Jesus describes this same call back to life from the dead. In John chapter 5 and verse 28, he says, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear His voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation." Jesus spoke of a specific time, the hour when the dead will be called back to life, resurrected from the grave. The Apostle Paul writes of this same resurrection in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Verses 22 and 23, he says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive, but each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward those who are Christ's at his coming. So, no, we don't possess an immortal soul that continues to live on after death. We don't have to worry about what death might be like. The dead simply sleep unconscious in the grave until they're called back to life at the end of the age after Jesus Christ returns to set up his kingdom on earth. We will be resurrected to a life of peace and joy for all of mankind. This is such an important topic to understand because there is so much confusion in the world about it. Over time, ancient non-biblical ideas found their way into modern Christian teachings. Sad to say, but it's important to know the truth. There is so much more that we could talk about, and I hope this short presentation has given you food for thought. If so, I suspect you may have questions about what you've heard. We invite you to get your questions answered, and a great place to find answers is on our website, lifehopeandtruth.com. There, you can download our free booklet, THE LAST ENEMY, WHAT REALLY HAPPENS AFTER DEATH. PLUS, YOU CAN FIND A NUMBER OF ARTICLES EXPLAINING THESE WONDERFUL TRUTHS FROM THE BIBLE ABOUT WHAT HAPPENS AFTER DEATH AND WHAT OUR AMAZING FUTURE WILL BE. JUST SEARCH FOR LIFE AFTER DEATH, AND YOU CAN EASILY SEE THESE GREAT ARTICLES. I'M GARY BLACK. JOIN US AGAIN FOR LIFE, HOPE, AND TRUTH PRESENTS.